Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Guys, thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture together, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 40. It's another Psalm of David, and I'm going to get Steve to read that if you don't mind. Psalm 40, my help and my deliverer. Hmm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. No one, None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. But then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance within the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. For you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercies from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Ah, ah. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. For me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. Mm, Thank you. So this is a psalm that actually really points to the prophecy of Christ, of Christ Mm -hmm. coming, and how he rewrites everything and renews. And so this is a very exciting um, psalm. It was very fun to do. So it is a psalm of David. We've been on a streak. They're mostly been of David. I know that there's other people that have written them and other things, but the Psalms are known as mostly David's, and we we are seeing that, right? So David is is crying out. He's come out of the darkness um, from the previous Psalms, and he's saying, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. I love that. He inclined to me, right? So as David's waiting, he's expecting. He knows that God's going to answer him. He's waiting for his timing, Right? So God answers, he rescues him, and he makes him secure. Verse 2 shows us that. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. It is only God who can rescue us from destruction and darkness and make us secure in him. And so David is telling us about this, this great thing that he's waited for God's timing, to do this. And sometimes, sometimes in the wait, we get frustrated. 
Yeah. We get weary. We cry out to God, like, where are you? And we have seen that in previous Psalms where David does do this. But he's acknowledging that he is waiting for God's timing in this. Yeah. So I got on a sidetrack there. I know. You that looked a little waited. distracted over there. Well, I got a note over here that says it was, it's a double word. So the I, what gets translated in English, okay. I waited patiently. Yeah. It's the same word twice. So waited you could say, patiently you could say, same. you could say that he waited and waited for yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Like, uh, in, in Hebrew, the when yeah. you repeat things, that's right. It's supposed to be like, like it's important. So like, he's either super excited that he waited or super, fru- <laughs> or super frustrated that <laughs> well, he waited. Well, we'll let you guys decide <laughs> which we want to go with. <laughs> um, but we do know that David waits a lot, right? And I think in our own lives, we often find that there are things that we are waiting for at any given time for answers. Yeah. For God to move, God to work, for God to reveal. Right. So here we see that David waited and God answered. Mm-hmm. And then in verse three, we see how God fills him with joy, right? He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Yeah. So he's got a new song, he's got hope. He's got joy, and then he is a testament to others where it says many will see in fear and put their trust in the Lord. So many will see what God is doing yeah. and will trust the Lord. I love how it says see and fear because yeah. there's, that, there's that awesomeness and there's that realization that God is overall and so much bigger yep. than we are. Yep. Well, and there's a layer of that trust in the Lord that turns into like the outworking of salvation. Absolutely. Like you're, you're, you're declaring that you found the place where you rest and you trust, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so David is saying that this will happen because he waited for the Lord, waited for his timing and the Lord rescued. And now he gets to shout about it, to tell about it because of the joy and the song that he's got yeah. um, that the Lord has given him. And it's from the Lord, right? The yeah. joy isn't just there. It's not like he's just... Yay, I'm having a good day. No, the joy is this deep right. um, emotion, this deep thing that he has given that God has given to him. Right. Because of it's the result of his waiting, the result of him trusting. Yep. And then verse four it says, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. Right. Right? So um do you want to read us Romans 10, verse 3 for a moment before we dig into this yep. a bit? Romans 10, 3. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, hmm. they did not submit to God's righteousness. Right. So when you make the Lord your trust, only God, you are submitting to him. You are blessed. Not like the Pharisees, right, who pumped up everything they did, made it a big show, um, sp- spoke in lies. Yeah, but when I when I pump myself up, everybody pays attention to me. It's true, which is what the Pharisees did back, like in the New Testament there. But um, you trust in God alone. Yeah. God alone. Yeah. Verse 5 says, You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. No one, compare, none can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Mm. This is great. God's gifts, God's deeds and thoughts are towards us. I love reading that. It just doesn't that make you feel like yeah. you are seen, you are heard, yeah. knowing that God works for us, He works in us, and He works through us, that He favors us and makes us matter in His eyes, not only for thanks, but for praise for Him, yeah. which is also joy for us. 
And then David says, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell of your deeds and your goodness. But there's too many. Like, I can't. We cannot measure God's gifts, God's gifts to us. (laughs) They are more than we deserve. They are more than we can count. But like David, we need to be declaring them. Yeah. God's goodness and God's grace in our lives, right? <laughs> I, I am a broken record. So broken Spurgeon record. said, "Oh yes, <laughs> you cannot count God's thoughts of you. Mm-hmm. One gracious thought is followed by another swiftly as the beams of light flashing from the sun so that it is impossible for us to number them. Yeah. He, yeah. he had a good way of saying stuff. That is, he had a good way of saying stuff. He did, definitely. And then we hit verse 6 to 10. Now this um, is our foreshadowing. I love the, the foreshadowing. It's really just prophecy. <clears throat> Um, verse six, in sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted. Well, what did they do back then? It was all about the sacrifice, right? But you have given me an open ear, burnt offering and sin offering. You have not required. Then I said, behold, I have come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. Mm. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I love mm-hmm. how David reminds God. God, you know that this is true. Yeah. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Mm. So, so here, before you start, okay. Spurgeon. Yes, again. Here we enter upon one of the most wonderful passages in the yes. whole Old Testament, yeah. the passage in which the incarnate Son of God is yes. not seen through a dark uh, glass darkly, but as if it were face to face. Yeah, that's great, actually. I didn't come across that one. Because here we're seeing that they are doing sacrifices. This is what they were called to do. But those sacrifices, there's a time coming where they will not be sufficient. Yeah. Right? Where you have to do them day after day for your sins because Jesus hasn't come yet. But there will be a time when all of these will be done. They will be gotten rid of and needed no more. Because Hebrews 9, verse 9, uh, yeah, tells us, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> little, little notice would be good. Hebrews 9, verse 9, uh, according to this arrangement, gifts and sacrifices are offered that cannot perfect the conscience of the worshiper. Mm-hmm. So I we, didn't read the brackets at the start. I'm assuming you didn't want the bracketed bit, which is symbolic for the present age. Yeah, it doesn't really matter just how they were told. We, we could read, have read more than just the verse 9, but this is just where sacrifices alone yeah. are not what is required. Yeah. Right? Well, you get, you get this reality. like <clears throat> It's actually given all the time to the people of Israel. Like The animal sacrifices yeah. aren't enough. They're not. That's right. Like Even the first times, it's not enough. Yeah. And that's why they have to keep doing them. Yeah. They have to keep doing them because it's not enough. It's never completely covered with that. They have to do it day by day because they're sinning day by day. But then when Jesus comes, he abolishes that and he yeah. brings in the new way of doing things because he is enough to cover everything yes. for once. Yes. All of it. Yep. And so then that is where we stand on this side of the cross. Whereas David is giving a glimpse of what it will be like but yeah. really has no idea what that means, I don't think, at this yeah. point for him. I mean, they have an idea in terms of they know that his Messiah is coming and all of those, um, but they don't know the reality of it because they are before the cross happens, whereas we have the grace of being on this side of the cross. So verse 11 talks about 
After all of this, he's saying, as for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Mm -hmm. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. So it is in God's mercy, in his love, and in his faithfulness that we are preserved, regardless of what's going on, right? He keeps us. Oh. (laughs) Teresa's talking with her hands. She's getting all all aggressive with her fingers towards me, so. No, I wasn't towards you. I just, I do, I talk with my hands. She's she's a, she's a If you ever see me speak, my hands are like constantly moving. (laughs) Verse 12, he goes on and says, so we know that, okay, verse 11, he is, the Lord's mercy is freely given to us yes, and preserves us. For verse 12 says, For evils have encompassed me beyond number. And we've known this. We see this in David's life. Yeah. My iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot yeah. see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails me. So he's saying evil is all around me. My sin. And you know what? Our sin does. It overtakes us. Yeah. It makes us blind. It makes us unable to move forward. It sometimes encompasses us so in an all-consuming way. Yeah. And David is saying, it is only the Lord who can rescue me. Well, that's that's Second Corinthians Absolutely. Uh, 5.21, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure uh, exactly. For our sake he made him who to be be sin, who knew yes, no sin, that's right. that Jesus in him Messiah. we might become the righteousness of God. Yep, exactly. And that is exactly what David is pointing to here, where it's only only the Lord that can cleanse and make things right, make his eyes to see, bring mm-hmm. him out of the darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse four says, 14 excuse me, says, let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. So here he's talking to God, rescue me, put to shame those around me. Why? Why is he asking God this? Because David belongs to God. He's not perfect. He knows that he needs the Lord. Yes, he made a mistake, but the Lord rescues him, redeems him. But David is his. He's saying, God, I am yours. You know, do not let those around me win because I belong to you. So if they win against me, they're winning against you. And I know that that's not going to happen. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times you've ever been in that position where, like, you got to fight for me. Like, <laughs> I'm yours, a, the I situation. Have a, I have a sticky note on my, uh, on my the wall that my desk is against at the office at the church that yeah. just says Exodus yeah. 14, 14. I love that one, yeah. Stand still, the Lord will do the battle. Yeah, right? because it's his, right? The battle belongs yeah. to the Lord. That's right. Verse 16, but get, David turns here and says, May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. Mm. So here again, we find that those who love the Lord find joy. And David's praying for that. He's praying for fellow, fellow believers, again, that they will find joy in the Lord. Like That all who seek him will rejoice and be glad. Yeah. Verse 17, he says, it turns back to him. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. Yeah. You are my help and my deliverer. And then ends with, do not delay, oh my God. So he knows his great need for the Lord, but he also knows the Lord cares about him and thinks of him. Yeah. He knows that the Lord is his only hope for help and deliverance. But he is comforted in that he is thought of by God, yeah. seen by God. And if you are in Christ, today you are his. And these thoughts... God thinks towards you. Yep. Yes, you're not perfect. Um, but do you admit and do you know your urgent need for him? Yeah, Tell yeah. him. You make mistakes, but you know what? 
he already knows. He knows before you know. He knows the mistakes you're going to make. Right. And he is the only one who can rescue you. And why? Because you are his. And he will, in his time, deliver you. So hold on to him. Keep your eyes on him. And find your joy in his love today. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.